Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. How is everyone doing? I know in this special time, a lot of things are going on in the world. So it's really important to make your mental health a priority. Yes, you may have feelings and know that your feelings are valid. Just like personal development, mental health is not a destination, but a process. And it's an important process. Today on the show, I invited my guest, Jesse Beyer. Jesse is a speaker, mental health advocate, and the author of her book, How to Heal, which comes out May 5th. She's going to share with us her own personal mental health journey in healing trauma. She is now on a mission to speak globally and help those around her feel valid, feel heard, and appreciated. Give yourself care. Watch yourself bloom. I'm here sending you all the positive vibes and hoping you enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So let's go back and let's start with your personal story. Yeah, absolutely. So my story in regards to mental health and trauma starts when I was in high school. There was a friend of mine who was really struggling with his mental health. I mean, he was depressed. He was self-harming. He was suicidal. And he chose me to be his confidant. I was his best friend. I was the person he called all the time when he needed help. And I took that as, okay, well, I'm responsible for keeping him alive. I'm the one that needs to make sure that he keeps breathing. I need to be there for him. I need to keep his secret, which as you probably can guess, is not the healthiest way to approach a relationship. But throughout the course of that relationship, you know, my mental health really started to slip as well. I became depressed. I was anxious. I was socially isolated. I started self-harming. I was really struggling with my body image and with food and things like that. And that whole time period in my life, that relationship with this individual, unfortunately ended with his suicide attempt. So I made him make me a promise that before he took his own life, he would call me so that I could give him a hug. Now that served kind of two purposes. One, of course, so I knew and I could do something about it, but also that if I couldn't do something about it, I could be there for him when he left. So he texted me one night. He said, hey, can you come tell me goodbye? I'm ready to go. And I ended up calling the police on him to prevent his suicide attempts. And that whole relationship, that whole night, of his suicide attempt and me calling the police is just stemmed in so much emotional turmoil. I mean, I can sure you can imagine emotions were running incredibly high. I knew how betrayed he felt because I know how much I would have hated him if he did that to me. And so that really is kind of the, the pinnacle, I guess, of my mental health struggles. And after that, of course, you know, I continued to struggle for a few years before I was able to pull myself out of it and was diagnosed with adjustment disorder, which is a disorder under the trauma and stressor related disorders. But ever since then, I've really been working on seeing how many other people are struggling with the same things, how common mental health is, especially on college campuses and in young professionals and things like that. And really just taking my story and my ability to say, hey, I've been at the bottom of the canyon. Like I hit rock bottom and here's where I am today. Let me hold the light for you as you walk that same path. That's really what I'm, what I'm all about doing today. Wow. Okay. I'm still, <laughs> wow. Wow. You're amazing, girl. So oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, I always tell my client, when you're at rock bottom, you have so much potential, right? Mm. From a scale of one to 10, when you're moving from seven to eight, you don't really feel that difference. But when you go mm -hmm. from like a two 
to eight, your entire life transforms, right? And you feel a world of difference. So what made the difference for you? That's a really difficult question. And I've been, I've been asked this so many times. And honestly, it just comes down to the fact that I knew that I had so much more life to live left. There was something inside of me, some little voice that I hadn't managed to squish yet with all of my other struggles that was saying, you are made for more than this. You're destined to make a difference in the world. You're made for bigger things. And just listening to that voice little by little and making choices of, hey, I'm actually going to eat breakfast today instead of not eating breakfast. Just the little things started to build up and build up and build up until... I, until honestly where I am today. And really throughout that journey, it was also seeing how many other people were struggling, like I mentioned. And of course, you know, we'd start talking and they'd say, oh, well, you know, I feel this way, or I've seen this, or I've been through that. And I'd be like, hey, I, I kind of get you because I've been in a similar place. And we'd be talking about our stories and the ends of those conversations would always be, Jesse, I'm, I'm so glad you told me this. I, I feel so much less alone. I feel like there's hope for me moving forward, even if I was only maybe one step ahead of them on the healing journey. And just seeing that, hey, I don't have to hate this part of my life. I don't have to resent it. I don't have to see it as a scar. I can actually use it for good and make a difference with sharing that story. That was also hugely motivating in, in helping me heal and get to the point where I am today. Mm-hmm. So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began? I wish I had known how many different types of healing methods there were. I thought, and I know a lot of people think, because I've heard this from a lot of people as well, that if you want professional help, you go to talk therapy and you sit on someone's couch and you spill your soul to them in this time room with maybe a window. And that's what I thought there was. So I went to one day of talk therapy when I was healing from all this. And I was so uncomfortable that I literally ran out of the building and never went back. And that's my biggest regret. Now with the work that I've done and the research that I've done, I know all about all these different natural and integrative methods for healing that don't involve sitting in an office. You can be working with animals, you can be outside, you can be moving, all of these different ways that are often so much more approachable and often more effective for trauma healing. And I wish I knew about those when I was really in the trenches there. Mm -hmm. I know you are a canine search and rescue trainer. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned animal therapy. Did that help? Yeah, my my dog. So I'm not a trainer, but I am in training to be a, a search and rescue handler. So working with my teammates, helping my teammates, you know, kind of the same thing there. But my dog has been one of the best things I've ever done in my life. She is amazing. And she's just such an example to live up to because every single morning she wakes up and is so excited to get out of bed, just vibrating with energy. She cannot wait to start her day. And so having her, I'm, you can't see me right now, but I'm sitting in my living room looking at her just smiling from ear to ear because she makes my day so much better. She gets me outside. She gets me moving. She makes me happy. She makes me laugh. So I would say absolutely. She's huge in keeping my mental health at a good place. Oh, I'm so glad so. I mean, but for others, you've got to find that motivation right? Mm -hmm. Um, You've got to find that source that will vibrate you higher. And that's going to be different for everyone. So how do you teach your clients to go about finding that source? Definitely. I always encourage people that I speak to just to find one little thing. And it doesn't matter how small it is. I remember I saw, I think it was a screenshot from Tumblr or something a while back about this girl saying how the reason she didn't commit suicide, the reason she didn't take her own life was because there was going to be no one at home to feed the cat that weekend. And she wasn't going to let her cat be alone and not have any food. And you can think that in your own life and be like, well, that's such a silly reason. That's not enough to pull me through. But sometimes those smallest reasons are enough. So find one thing to hold on to. A great exercise that I've helped a lot of people work through with this is to actually get a physical planner. I know a lot of people don't use them anymore, but get a journal or a planner 
And every single day, maybe on Sunday night, find something to be excited for, for every day that week. It could be game night with your girlfriends. It could be not having a test in school that day if you're still in school. It could be a day off from work. It can be whatever, big or small, but find one little thing to be excited for each day. And sometimes that's going to be the only thing that pulls you through. Oh, absolutely. I'm totally a physical journal, physical book kind of girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, love it. So you have a book coming out. I do. It comes out next week on May 5th. I'm very excited about that. Oh, amazing. It is a guide to nine natural therapies you can use to release your drama, right? You're mm -hmm. teaching people how to heal. Can you just give us maybe a couple tips? Definitely, definitely. So just to give a little overview of that book, it's pretty much the Bible of what I wish I knew when I was struggling. So you asked me that question earlier about what do you wish you knew? And I'm like, well, I wish I had my own book. But <laughs> it really is. It's all these different methods that you can use to heal. Like I said, some are outside, some are with animals, some are mind-body, some look at like chi and Eastern medicine and flower essences. So there's lots of different options in there. But as far as places to start and ways to heal and things like that, the biggest tip I'd say is that try one and if it doesn't work, try a different one. So many people will go to therapy once, like I did. I'm totally raising my hand right here be uncomfortable with it and be like, nope, I'm never going again. I'm never going to try to find a different therapist. I'm never going to try a different modality of therapy. But there are so many different ways to heal. So whether you read my book or just use Google or you know whatever resources you have avail available, find something that you're like, okay, well, I like being outside. Maybe I'll go try ecotherapy and give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Go find a different therapist. Go find a different modality. But I highly, highly recommend that anyone who's struggling gets that professional help. It's good on so many levels because A, they're skilled in what they do. Like they went to school for years specifically for what you need them to do. And also they're an unbiased, separate person in your life. They are not emotionally invested in you. They do not, I mean, they care on a human level, but they really don't care what happens in your life. There is that boundary there. And that is so, so helpful because there's going to be no judgment. There's going to be no shame. You're not going to have to worry about, oh, well, I spoke to this family member, but I have to see them at dinner on Thursday night. So can I really tell them what's going on in my life? There's just that, that boundary and that barrier there. And that is such a good relationship to have in your life as you are healing. But you know what? You touched upon this fear of judgment, right? Mm -hmm. We have so many fears, right? Fear of failure, you know, um, letting our family down, failure of even success. So mm -hmm. let's hear your intake on failure. Yeah, definitely. My biggest thing with a fear of failure is A, to redefine what failure looks like. Because for me, especially related to mental health, I saw everything I did as a failure. So if I didn't get a perfect score on that test, I was a failure. If I didn't win the soccer game, I was a failure. I'm referencing things that I did in high school because that's when I was you know, really struggling with my mental health. But whatever you're doing now, if you aren't perfect, that's a failure. And that's how I felt back then. But now I've done a lot of internal work and I see that a failure can be turned into such an opportunity for growth if you can find one thing to pull from it. I don't necessarily believe that everything happens for a reason. I feel like that's kind of a catch-all statement to tell someone who's struggling when you don't really know what else to say. But I do believe that with enough time and enough self-reflection, you can find a reason for everything. You can find something to learn or gain from every situation. So if you do fail by a standard definition of failure, see if there's one thing you can pull, one lesson, one relationship that you met in that time period that you can pull from and use that so that failure isn't so scary. You know you're going to get something out of it, whether it's a success or a lesson. And the other thing I'd say for fears in general is make sure that your why is strong enough. 
because you should be so motivated by your why statement, your reason for getting out of bed every morning that you're able to push past that fear. If you're finding that your fear is overwhelming that why, if that's greater than your why, then take another look. See if you can dig even deeper, connect it to something emotional. So instead of, for example, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds, say, I want to lose weight because I want to spend more time with my family, go on adventures with them, have that sense of community, whatever that is for you, but that emotional tie that brings it even deeper, that's going to make your why even stronger. And that's going to make those fears even less important to you. Absolutely. And you mentioned the cat, right? Sometimes we minimize ourselves. So mm-hmm. the I, I'm not worthy, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough. So maybe your why for yourself is not big enough, then you can look for that other why, like your cat, right? Mm-hmm. Or your other family member. Like for me, it would, it would be my daughter. I would want yeah. to leave a legacy for my daughter as, a, as an example so that everything I do, I need to think, right? Mm-hmm. So if you enjoyed what Jessie said, you can also go to her website, jessiebuyerinternational.com, and she's got a free cheat sheet on conquering fear as well, right? Yeah. Okay, so now, Jessie, now that you are a speaker, you are implementing all these techniques, and you're teaching women how to do all stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you do now if you're maybe in the lows? Oh, this is such a good question because at the time we're recording this, this was actually me like two days ago. And I'm actually going to do a video (laughs) on this today. But I'm always preaching. I'm like, girl, take time for yourself. If you need to reset and relax for a day, do it because you're going to be better the next day. So I really just try to take my own advice. That was like I said, me the other day, I had a great morning with my friend and came home and I was just in the weirdest funk. I was not feeling motivated. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but this is not normal. So I took the day off. I was like, I'm not going to work. I think I sat on the couch and read and ate chocolate pretty much all day. And the next day I was totally fine. I was back to normal. I was ready to go. And so just taking that time for yourself and saying, okay, yes, I am. I speak about mental health and I coach about personal development, but I still struggle sometimes. I still need to take those times for myself and reset and relax and refocus. The other thing I do as well is really just make sure that I am prioritizing myself. And I don't mean to sound selfish with that. I think everyone should prioritize themselves because if you aren't at your top, if you aren't at your best, you can't give your best. So I make sure that my physical health is my priority. So I go on a hike every single morning before I sit down for work. Also helps my dog because then she's tired and I can actually focus on work. But I'm prioritizing myself. I'm prioritizing my spirituality with my morning journaling routines and things like that. So I make sure that I come first before other areas of my life and my business. And that makes sure that I'm able to show up for my business and my friends and family and things like that. Mm, Absolutely. And if you ever stop, just start again. And if you stop, start again and keep getting back up. And we're all in this world and we're all developing all these kind of muscles. We develop the stop stopping muscle, right? Get back up. It's so important. So start now. Keep going. You've got this. What's your favorite quote, Jesse? My favorite quote, I actually have this tattooed on me. I love it so much. But my favorite quote is by Charles Bukowski. And it goes, we are here to laugh at the odds and live our lives so well that death will tremble to take us. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I just get chills every time I say that. It's just so powerful for me. Uh, all right. So are you, where are you most active on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I actually do a video series every day. Just a one minute life lesson, little tip thing that you can implement into your life. So definitely come say hi on Facebook and Insta. Okay. And I'll include that in the show notes so you guys can just head over. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated it. 
To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 